the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, March the 11th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today, on March 11, 1941, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the Lend-Lease Bill that provided war supplies to countries fighting the Axis, the Axis of Evil. Today, in 1918, what was believed to be the first confirmed U.S. cases of a deadly global flu pandemic were reported among U.S. Army soldiers stationed in Fort Riley, uh, Kansas. Forty-six soldiers died. The worldwide outbreak of influenza, Spanish flu, caused about 20, they're not sure, but caused about 20 to 40 million lives to be lost. Today in 1942, as Japanese forces continued to advance in the Pacific during World War II, U.S. Army General Douglas MacArthur, he left the Philippines for Australia. It was um, in Australia that he vowed on March 20, I shall return. It's a promise that he kept more than two and a half years later. Today in 1985, Mikhail Gorbachev succeeded the late Konstantin Chernyko as General Secretary of the Soviet Communist Party. Today in 2002, two columns of light were shot upward. They soared skyward from ground zero in New York as a temporary memorial to the victims of the 9-11 attacks six months earlier. Today in 2010, the Federal Appeals Court in San Francisco upheld the use of the words under God in the Pledge of Allegiance and in God we trust on our U.S. currency. Today in 2011, a magnitude 9 earthquake resulting in a tremendous tsunami struck Japan's northeastern coast, killed about 20,000 people, severely damaged that Fukushima nuclear power station. I think we all remember that, and that tsunami went across the, uh, went across the ocean. It actually it hit a number of places, as you may recall. One place in particular caught my attention. It struck the one of the sides of the island nation of Samoa, and it destroyed a church that we had been involved. In fact, we had raised the money, funded it, and put a construction crew out there back in the early 70s to build that church, and. Um, had a couple hundred, two, three hundred people in the village of Amanavi. And um, quite a history. I had a bunch of kids out there with me from Hollywood, of all places. Some of them had never been out of the city of Los Angeles. There were several of them that had grown up. I mean, they were normal for L.A., normal-type kids, just, you know, relative to where they lived. But um, some of them had never been out of, of the city. And, and other than maybe out to the beach on the edge, you know, but it was quite an experience and uh, it got a lot of attention. Associated Press <clears throat> made a trip out there to check it out to see if it was real. And here we had about 20, I don't know, 20, 22 kids from 
Hollywood uh, that lived in the area there and uh, from our church. And um, we were building this church out in the jungle. Anyway, that church got wiped out with this tsunami uh, from that earthquake in Japan. One year ago today, in his first primetime address, President Joe Biden pledged to make all adults eligible for coronavirus vaccines by May. Biden signed into law a $1.9 trillion COVID relief package that he said would help defeat the virus and nurse the economy back to health. Well, history will will tell us if that was the case, but Biden is still spending a lot of money. He's spending it as though there is no end to the amount of money that he wants to spend. Climate czar John Kerry, his old buddy, and they are very close personal friends, his old buddy that he made climate czar, he told an informal UN Security Council meeting on Wednesday, day before yesterday, that President Joe Biden is committed to increasing U.S. funding to developing countries by upwards of $10 billion annually to help combat climate crisis. Those are his words. Kerry told the meeting, the United Nations people, he said um, he was talking to the Climate Finance Group of the UN. He said U.S. taxpayer dollars will be forthcoming and placed at the disposal of the globalist body to help redistribute wealth in a time of crisis to poorer countries that need it most. Boy, the left is obsessed with globalism. I knew they leaned toward globalism, but only in the last few years have I realized how dug in, how committed they are. They're obsessed with globalism. And they're rife, the left, they're rife with corruption. I know corruption is a sin issue, and all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, the Bible says. But, man, these people just have no restraint when it comes to their globalist agenda. And that's what it is. But it rolls on because they say he got the most votes in the last presidential election. So here we are, interestingly enough. Wanted to make you aware of a couple of things. Beginning tomorrow on Saturday, uh, we will be... Uh, replaying replaying the programs from the preceding week. In other words, Monday through today will be replayed on KTW in uh, Spokane, Washington. You say, well, I don't live in Spokane. Well, first of all, to those of you who do, it's on KTW. You're familiar with that. And um, we'll be on, the the programs will be back-to-back, and it'll just be a replay of what you heard if you listened every day this week. If you didn't, if you weren't able to, and we've been hearing from people that feel that they, they, I mean, they can't hear every program because of work schedules, because of personal schedules, whatever. So we wanted to do this. Uh, it isn't new content, and I'm kind of hesitant to replay stuff because we talk about what's happening that day. Like today, we're going to talk about what's happening today, and so it becomes very quickly. Uh, not current, if, if you know what I mean. If you're talking about things that are general in principle, 
then say say the program is Bible teaching, say David Jeremiah or Chuck Swindoll or whomever. You miss things when you're listening to that. You miss things that you say, man, I'd like to hear that again. I, I understand that. But essentially, what they're teaching is always relevant and always current. I get that, and that would really be an easier path for us. But the Lord has spoken to me, and I have taught the Bible for years as a pastor, as a youth pastor, and then a pastor. But the Lord has spoken to me to talk about current events. So the current events are very current. At the time we speak about them, they suddenly become old news the day after. But I, there are people that consistently ask us, they say, boy, I missed that program and it was about something and what is this and so on. So we're going to be doing this and it starts tomorrow. It, it's a it, it's an increase in our budget. We're paying for this. So keep that in mind as you support this ministry. I, and we're always looking for ways to reach more people or get the message out or get the message out again so that people can know what's going on and can make up your own decision. I'm not trying to make your decisions for you. If I could, I would, but I know I can't and I shouldn't. But to get the information, and we do the best we can every day to get that information out there. It has been said that truth is a lonely warrior, and truth is indeed a lonely warrior. But we pursue the truth, and the truth himself, Jesus Christ, we pursue that every day on this program. And so we feel that it's worth the effort and worth the cost to put this on. So it'll be on there. If you go to our website, faithandfreedom.us, faithandfreedom, all one word, dot us, not dot com or dot net or not dot org or whatever. It's dot us, like dot United States, dot us. If you go to that, you go to our website. When it comes up, you'll see the dome of the Capitol building, the, our Washington, D.C. Capitol. You'll see the dome of that. And then right underneath that, you'll see the article that we published that particular day. Uh, right to the right of that on our website, the first thing you're going to see the, when the page comes up, you'll see a little a microphone. There's one on the left as well. That's our daily program that you can access through all the radio stations we're on. But on the right side, you'll see it says Straight Talk. Hear it again Saturdays. And, and that that is a link to KTW in Spokane. And you can go directly there. We're going to be on each Saturday from 12 noon to 2.30 p.m. Just you'll get so much Gary Randall, you'll never want to hear. No, uh, from 12 to 2.30. It'll be back-to-back Monday through Friday of our programs of the preceding week. So... Um, let me know if you think it's worthwhile and remember that when you support us and hopefully tell people who can't listen to our program regularly when it originates live at nine o'clock in the morning every week and then is heard in a somewhat delayed, a little bit delayed uh, in other markets. But nonetheless, if you know people that would you think would like to listen to what we have to say but can't because of their schedule, they can check this out. On Saturdays. Even if you don't listen to all of it, you can listen to some of it. And as I said, keep that in mind as you support us. Got this contribution online yesterday. Uh, it was actually last night, but uh, it was a contribution. Uh, 
And this person, there's a little place when you contribute online, there's a little message place there. Often, you guys, when you support online, you you uh, will add a little message. And many don't, but quite a few people do. And I always glance at that. I see all, I see all the activity. And uh, so th- this person said uh, late yesterday afternoon, last night I read it, thanks, Gary, for continuing to speak the truth. It's hard to find anymore. And thanks for always pointing us towards the only real truth, Jesus. That's what we try to do. Thank you for that. And that's what we try to do every single day on this program. Our address, our mailing address is box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, 98009. We need your support. I need your support to do what I believe God has called me to do. And I do not apologize for asking because if it were for any other cause, I would probably be hesitant. But for this cause, I am not. I will die on the hill of sharing God's word. And in this case, in the context of what's going on in our world. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, strong conservative, he's a Republican, Boy, he came out swinging yesterday very hard against a giant. He would be like, if it was David and Goliath, he would be the David, even though he's the governor of Florida. He came out against Walt Disney Company. Of course, they're deeply invested in Florida, as you know, in Disney World. But boy, he came out, he wasn't mincing words. He came out calling it what it is. I mean, you talk about truth. He was laying it out. He really took on Walt Disney Company for its CEO support of transgender instruction for kindergartens. He said, when we have companies, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, he said, when we have companies that have made a fortune off being family friendly and catering to families and young kids, they should understand that parents of young kids do not want this injected into their kids' kindergarten classroom. DeSantis took it further by calling out Disney's hypocrisy. He characterized their actions and their attitudes as a greedy company willing to die on a hill of transgenderism while coddling communist China. <laughs> if that's the hill you're going to die on, he said, I'm quoting him. He said, then how do you, how do you possibly explain lining your pockets with the re, their, your relationship with the Communist Party of China? Because that's what you do. And they make a, you make a fortune and you don't say a word about the uh, the really brutal practices that we see at the hands of the CCP, the Communist Party. The governor went on, DeSantis, and he said, so in Florida, our policy's got to be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the musing of woke corporations. Even though the bill specifically bars schools, he has got a bill that is going through the local, the state legislature, and it bars schools from teaching about sexuality of any kind to kindergartners through third grade. The far-left activists have called it the Don't Say Gay Bill. They're fighting for their life. They're gasping for air because they want to indoctrinate these little kindergarten kids, your children collectively, about things they've never heard of before. 
And they say that they're they're doing this in the in the under the guise of like helping the kids, educating the kids. They're not educating the kids. They're indoctrinating them. Everybody with a clear mind knows what they're doing. They're trying to lead these kids and groom them so that they'll get into sexuality, homosexuality at a very early age. He goes on. The bill says classroom instruction by school personnel of third parties on sexual orientation. That means you can't bring in a guest speaker from guess where, human rights campaign or whatever. The school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. Disney CEO, this Bob Chappick, he came out against the bill on Wednesday very strongly and he pledged to write a check for $5 million to help the LGBTQ groups in Florida defeat this bill. They, they're defeating a bill that protects a, a kindergartner up to third grade from being indoctrinated on homosexuality and transgenderism and all this nonsense. They're not even, there's not even a pretense of what they're doing, of, of being like, well, we're just, this is for the kids. They say it's for the kids, but, I mean, it's just indoctrination. They are fighting with millions of dollars from Disney to indoctrinate children in public school. This CEO came out of Disney yesterday, or Wednesday, and he said, I understand that many are upset that we did not speak out against the bill initially. We were opposed to the bill from the outset, but we chose not to take a public position on it because we thought we could be more effective working behind the scenes. This is Disney talking. Greatest place on earth or whatever. That's the way Walt Disney saw it. But boy, not these people. They've taken over what he created and they're using it as a battering ram for their own political agenda and their own perversion. He said, we thought we could be better more effective working behind the scenes, working with lawmakers on both sides of the aisle. The Disney CEO says, I called Governor DeSantis this morning, this was Wednesday, to express our disappointment and concern that if the legislation becomes laws, it could be used to unfairly target gay, lesbian, non-binary, transgender kids and families. He said, he said, even DeSantis was open to hearing different points of view on the matter. But boy, DeSantis reacted to that. His spokeswoman, this Christina Pushaw, I think how you pronounce her last name, she said his position remains unchanged, and she said it like that, very indignant. Governor DeSantis has always been open to hearing from Floridians and having conversations about legislation. As long as those discussions are grounded in facts, not false media narratives, she said. The governor's position has not changed. The White House has condemned the bill as hateful, horrific, and a form of bullying. Why are are Florida leaders deciding they need to discriminate against kids who are members of the LGBTQI plus community? White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, that woman that has red hair that isn't red, You see her on all of these press conferences. She said on Wednesday, she said, what prompts them to do that? It's meaningless. It's just 
meanness. Is it wanting to make kids have more difficult times in schools and their communities? No, Ms. Saki, it isn't. It's to stop you people from indoctrinating our little kids about things that never cross their mind till they hear it from you as we pay for it as taxpayers. What part of that do they not understand? Oh, they understand. They just want the children. Joe Biden himself, the president, came out with this, a tweet. This was on his official at POTUS, president of the United States. He said, I want every member of the LGBTQ plus community, especially the kids who will be impacted by this hateful bill, to know that you are loved and accepted just as you are. I have your back. My administration will continue to fight for the protections and safety you deserve. What's the matter with that guy? He's a father? A grandfather? I don't know. Back in February the 8th, the White House said today conservative politicians in Florida, that's when this bill was introduced, Today, conservative politicians in Florida advanced legislation designed to attack LGBTQI plus kids. Instead of making growing up harder for young people, the President of the United States is focused on keeping schools open and supporting students and their mental health. Well, they're not doing that. If they were supporting their mental health, they wouldn't be dumping all this LGBTQI plus whatever on them. I, is it just me? Why is this so complicated and why is it supposed to mean something that it doesn't mean at all? I'll tell you, God bless Ron DeSantis and all the others that are standing up for this. The chairman of the German Catholic Bishops Conference this last week, this Bishop George Betzing, I think that's how you pronounce his name, but he's the chairman of the German Catholic Bishops. He's urging the Catholic Church to change its teaching on sexual morality, insisting that gay sex does not harm a person's relationship with God. Same-sex relations are okay, he says. He told the German magazine this Bunte or Bunt or something like that on on a um, March 4 issue, which is last week. He said as long as they carry their, th- these relationships between same sex are carried out with loyalty and responsibility, they're okay. He said it doesn't affect, I'm quoting this guy, a bishop. He's, in fact, he's chairman of the bishops of Germany. He said it doesn't affect one's relationship with God. He went on to say that how a person lives their testimony and their intimacy is none of my business as a bishop. In the interview, he said, that no one follows church teaching on sexuality anymore, which only allows sex in marriage. And therefore, he said, I'm quoting him, we have to partially change the catechism. Sexuality is a gift from God. It's not a sin. Well, unfortunately, and fortunately for clear-thinking, ordinary folks out here, not all Catholics feel that way. I'm not a Catholic. But I pay attention to what they're saying. They represent a lot of people. And I particularly pay attention to Bill Donahue. He's the Catholic League president. He does not agree with the bishop from Germany, I can tell you. Nor does he agree with Catholic president Joe Biden. 
fact, he came out this week, yesterday, and he was slamming Biden's reductive idea of women's rights. Wednesday was Women's Rights Day, or I think that's what they call it. He came out with his fact sheet, the president of the United States. Bill Donahue was all over it. The fact sheet released by the White House of 33 initiatives the president believes will help women is stunning because most of them have to do have nothing to do with women. As I said, I'm not a Catholic, but Dr. Donahue's article really spoke to me, and I want to share a part of it with you. The Biden administration, under the guise of promoting women's rights, stole the movement from women to promote and advance the growing smorgasbord of LGBTQ people, most of whom are not women. It's interesting how the left, Jimmy Carter was not a Catholic, he was a Baptist or is a Baptist, but when he came into office, he did the same thing with that ERA. That became his mantra. That was the most important thing to him, and it had some of the same elements that these have. In the article that Donahue wrote, he called it Biden's Twisted Idea of Women's Rights. He said on March 8th, the White House released a fact sheet celebrating the first anniversary of the administration's Gender Policy Council. He said there's 33 initiatives that the Biden administration has undertaken on this subject, and many have little to do with women per se. He said heralding an increase in the minimum wage is one thing. Listing it as an example of championing the cause of women is quite another. Most important, those executive orders or policies that speak exclusively to women are highly politicized. They speak only to a small subset of women. Worse, some are clearly anti-woman. Women who are married with children are almost, Donahue says, are almost completely ignored. Only one of the 33 listings address them. Women who homeschool their children are totally ignored. They merit no commentary. Among those initiatives that target women, there are five on abortion, ten on the growing smorgasbord of LGBTQI plus people, not all of whom are women and not all of whom even exist. Donahue said, why are women who work at home not included in all but one of these 33 initiatives? Because from the very beginning of the feminist movement, they have not been not only been dismissed by activists, they have been treated with contempt. The ordinary biblical woman's role is what he's talking about. He said the Biden team takes their cues from French feminist Simone de Beauvoir, a bisexual, and he goes on and talks about that a little bit. And he says that pretty well sums up the totalitarian impulse that has guided so many feminists. Having the right to choose has never meant the right of a married woman to choose working at home. It's only meant the right to choose an abortion. Some of the policies that Biden administration touts cannot seriously be considered pro-women's rights. More accurately, they are anti-women. And he says a lot more, but he said the Biden's administration idea of women's rights is as twisted as it is dishonest. Instead of only consulting radical feminists and gay activists and other sexual engineers for advice, it would be nice if they would simply listen to what ordinary housewives and working moms have to say about their liberating schemes. So true. So very true. He said they can seek out the plus persons, whoever they are, for consultation after speaking to the real women. The majority of women who see their role as wife and mother and perhaps they have a career as well, but my goodness, 
When I read that, I said, I agree. God bless this guy. Thank you for writing it. We need to be informed. We need to be discerning. We need to know what's going on. Hey, thanks for being with me today. It's always a pleasure. It's my ple- I'm honored. It's, it's my privilege. Have a good weekend. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.